June 23rd is the day. The second New Hampshire Small Business Festival is set. It's ready to go. $65 for a booth. If you want in, reach out at nhbusinessshow at gmail.com and we'll get you a space. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pashana, and today I'm here with Jessica Mishu of Mystical Inspirations. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Chris. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I'm super glad to bring someone on in your field because we've never, I've never done this before. So this is gonna be pretty cool. Awesome. So let's get a little bit of uh, history on you, your business, what do you do, and. What is Mystical Inspirations? <laughs> what is Mystical Inspirations? Well, Mystical Inspirations started about four years ago. Um, I had a group of friends uh, that we got together in like a book study type of group, and uh, we all enjoyed crystals and whatnot, and I made a wand, and I brought it in, and all the girls saw it, and they were like, oh, that's so pretty, you should make more, and they kind of convinced me to make more, and from there it just escalated. I had gone to college for art and photography I never graduated you know I wanted to go out and spread my wings and go to work and move out and get an apartment and start a life so I did that and then when my son went to kindergarten I found myself with a lot of extra time on my hands um, I had been working at a campground for quite a few years so I was always laid off in the winter time and I had a lot of time on my hands so that winter I made that wand and it started with a couple wands and a few paintings and my first, uh, I went to a little farmer's market up in Ossipee, which is small and I had a spot about this big on the table and it had a couple wands and a couple spoons and a couple paintings and now I have a 10 by 10 tent that I can pack full and I make everything from ear cuffs to headpieces to rings and necklaces so boxes or do the art of pyography which is wood burning so okay. I have some unique pieces like that and do custom stuff with that it's fun I do a lot of renaissance festivals and I do some psychic fairs and uh, another part of my business um, I do read tarot cards, Native American. Uh, I started that about 18 years ago, about the same time I started studying crystals and rocks. And I got into that and crystal healing. And that work has taken me further on my path. And I do a lot of energy work now, a lot of energy healing, different styles and techniques that I've been learning over the years. So. You know, half the time I'm out vending my wares, and then the other half I am, you know, helping people on their journey, um, helping them feel better, live a better, healthier life, yeah. things like that. So, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot there. So, and the, let's see, I left my, I was at the campground for 13 years, and so I was um, working there the past couple of years, 40, 50 hours a week, because yeah. they had sold it, and I was running the front office, and then I left that in October, so now I'm spreading my wings to do this full-time versus just part-time hobby that it's been for the last really? three, four years. So, so that that's very interesting, actually. So how has that been, going from you know, campground to this. I'm much happier. Yeah. Um, um, I get to create. I get to do what I really enjoy 
what I love to do, my passion, and I get to help people. And that is really big for me. That brings me a lot of satisfaction in life. And um, it's, uh, you know, there's no financial stability, so that can be a little <laughs> nerve-wracking. You know, I have, I have a family and a house, and, you know, we want to keep everything running smoothly. So it's very transitional at this moment in time, you know. I, I don't have that financial security that was always there, but I'm much happier, and I'm looking forward to this adventure. Yeah, so. definitely. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's get into this a little bit. I know you brought some stuff with you, so let's uh, show some of it off a little bit, and so people can see what you do. Sure. So, show and tell is like my favorite part of this. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. Let's see. So... I make headpieces, and this is definitely one of my specialties. So I make a lot of these, and I do them for weddings. Um, I go down to Salem in October and spend a few weekends there yeah. selling them. Lots of people like to put crowns on their heads and dress up, turn themselves into elves and fairies and everything in between. I also make... I have lots of I have lots of headpieces. Yeah. I left boxes and boxes. <laughs> um, in fact, this is brand new. Nobody's seen it yet. Oh, really? This is this is for my new 2018 line, and this is the called the Crystal Maiden, um, and it's a remake of a very popular style called Maiden that I had made a few years ago. So this had some added bling to the old one. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, I also make ear cuffs. And I make these in all sorts of styles and colors. And so these are really fun because, oh, yeah. you know, the kids want to be fairies. Yeah, Get the kids. Yeah. Us adults <laughs> like to be fairies sometimes. <laughs> and... Um, Elves and oh gosh, I have unicorn headpieces. Yeah, it's all that went online. Mermaid yeah, headpieces, so and of course, and we love all the steampunk stuff. So you yeah. know, we have to have some steampunk items because those uh, are fun. Those pretty comfortable to wear. These are super comfortable to wear. Let me show you. This is a pair of mine that I wear, and. They're a nice soft metal, so they bend. Yeah. And I mean, and you can see this up close. There's not a lot of wear on those. Yeah. I wear these to every show I do, and I'm up and down all day long. So I'm, I'm grabbing boxes and, you know, wrapping things up. My head's upside down. In fact, I like to show people that they can put their head upside yeah. down and and they don't fall off. That's one of the. <laughs> and I end up getting all sorts of stuff stuck in my hair when I do that, but. Um, so they are. They're nice and comfortable. Um, I've had people tell me that they've seen them other places and um, that they've seen them other places and they've tried them on and they weren't comfortable to wear. Yeah. So I've had good feedback from the people that do wear them. In fact, if everybody I have a few, I actually brought a few pieces from my new line. Oh, that is such a color. <laughs> This is another new one that I hit um, for my 2000. That was geared more for my brides because yeah. I've been doing a lot of brides. Well, I can and, definitely see you know, like a little, the... a little more simple, a little more elegant, not quite as colorful as some of my other pieces because I do get a little extravagant sometimes. 
Yeah, and people seem to like that. You know? Yeah, and then I, I make simple things, too, you know. Um, not everybody wants to wear, you know, something on their head. So, you know, hairpins, they can be put into a nice, simple bun, office wear, work wear, things like that. And then I have to show this off because I searched for this stone for, I want to say, at least... Oh, since October, I have been looking for a perfect stone for somebody, and I haven't seen this yet. So, in fact, I'm going to give it to them before you air this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I make pendants as well, and um, I oh, searched high nice. and low for a really nice, flashy, big Labradorite yeah. piece. So um, I do mm -hmm. lots of Tree of Lives on necklaces and rings. I have one here as well. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> show you one last one just because this is my absolute favorite from the new line and I call this the Empress that's really cool too yeah. and this is all Labradorite so it's quite a and I don't know if you know much about stones nope. but it <laughs> <Not> is <laughs> it's definitely uh, one of the more beautiful stones that the earth creates get my big finger out of the way there it goes, now it's focusing. <laughs> That's really nice. Thank you. You know, and not only, you know, the crystals, I have such a passion for crystals. Not only are they in all of my pieces, and that's what drives me to make the pieces, yeah. um, is they can do so much for your health. Um, I was very depressed five years ago and very unhealthy five years ago. And in the last five years, I have learned so, so much more, e even before I started my journey with the crystals, at how they can help you. Um, I used to pop Advil on a regular basis. Now I use amethyst to get rid of my headaches. You know, I, had, I take a dance class, and I was at dance class yesterday, and the girl's like, oh, my God, I got a wicked headache. And I said, oh, I have an amethyst in my bag. And, you know, she was like, okay. And I gave her the – and so I told her, you know, rub it on your third eye, rub it around your temples. It'll help. And she messaged me this morning and said, my gosh, my headache went away. I'm never going to leave the house without amethyst again. You know, so I just saved her from putting a bunch of ibuprofen in the body. So I – that makes me feel good. She feels good, and I feel good, and the stones help somebody. Yeah. So, you know, and they have all different healing properties. I have quite a passion for that as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's probably a lot there that, yeah, I guess people, you know, not not controversial, but people would, like, you know, argue with you about and some of those things. You know, you probably get that a lot. And you, you know what, it's funny, because I do, um, I do like scientific yeah. background on stuff, um, especially within the energy work that I do. And even though I teach actual classes um, on how to have energy help you and work with you. So um, I teach people how to feel the energy, how to use it, how to move it and through different practices with their hands and a lot of times people are amazed when we come to the class for the first time and they actually feel the energy because us as people like to feel things and see things and really be able to touch them mm -hmm. to understand that they can happen so if you're never introduced to realizing that there's energy in absolutely everything um you wouldn't necessarily believe it unless somebody actually showed you so a lot yeah. of times it's not until somebody actually will meet me and i explain to them and show them and you know they go oh wow that's really cool you know and so then of course that leads to more questions so. yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool 
So, so let's talk about some of these pieces again. I mean, you don't you don't have to pull them back out, but you know, how long does it take you to make like a crown like that? Or oh gosh, <laughs> it's depending <laughs> on the piece, depends yeah. on the time. Um, the maiden, for instance, the crystal maiden, the yeah. new one, uh, took a little longer than my regular maiden takes me. But um, and of course, once you make a certain piece, if you make something similar because all my pieces are unique unto themselves you'll never get two pieces exactly the same but you know they all follow a format yeah. you know so you get better at your format as time goes on um so the maiden takes me about an hour the crystal maiden takes Stop me about it. an hour the last one i showed you mm -hmm. That's a 24-hour project. Really? Each wow. of those stones are hand-wrapped individually before they're actually put onto the piece. So, because uh, they have to be fully secure. You don't want something like yeah, that falling out. out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on a bride on her wedding day. That would yeah. not be good. So, <laughs> Yeah, so do you play around with uh, any other styles as well? I know we got a lot of headpieces and stuff, but like bracelets or rings or yeah. anything like that? Um, well, let's see. I did bring, this is this is a, an arm cuff. Okay. And so I do all sorts of bracelets. Um, regular, simple, like silver bracelets with just like one little stone to extravagant things. And then I, I do lots of rings. This is a tree life ring that I made. Yeah. Um, but I do simple rings with just one little stone in the middle. Um, yeah, all different things. And my prices range from, you know, I sell, I make little tiny midi rings that are really fun. I sell them for $3, you know, and then you could pay 45 for something like this, you know, so it really depends and depends what it's in. And then yeah. I use different metals. Uh, so I use copper, sterling silver, and then I use silver bladed copper, right. you know, and it depends, you know. Some people's pocket can't afford the sterling. It's very expensive. Yeah. And I like my stuff to be available to anybody and everybody. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah. there's definitely a lot there um, from, I guess, the different styles and all the creativity involved in it. It's probably yeah. a heck of a process trying to come up with new ideas, new styles, and all that stuff. It is. Like I said, I only brought a tiny box of yeah. stuff, but I do actually have, um, I do a lot of Native American type stuff, too, mm -hmm. because that's um, in my blood. So, I make dream catchers, and I do have head pieces with all the uh, feathers hanging down, and I do um, ear cuffs, too, with lots of feathers coming out of them. So, um, that would be more of like a boho type style, yeah. where this is a little more elegant style that I brought today. So, you know, it depends uh, where I'm going to, what I'm bringing, you know. Yeah. So I'm always picking and choosing what's going to what show. Uh, what is it geared towards? You know, am I going to a fairy festival? You know, am I going to the Renaissance fair? Am I going to go to a psychic fair? Uh, am I going to do a craft fair? You know, so <laughs> I have to always pick what I'm going to bring to each show because yeah. it's different. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool. So I'm going to take a quick break here for the sponsors. So everyone, uh, hang tight for just a moment. If you've been following me around on social media, you should be aware by now, hopefully, <laughs> that I have a book on the way. So I'm super excited to announce this. Um, it's I'm writing a good portion of it, but it's also going to be an anthology of sorts. So it's a collection of writings from other entrepreneurs in New Hampshire about business for new entrepreneurs. Um, so instead of going to the state and getting a little like pamphlet that shows you how to start a business, really, you know, 
you're going to get a like a, a real hardcover book that's going to talk about what it actually is like to run a business with a family or some tips on how to you know get past the struggles in the beginning so i'm super excited about it hopefully by the end of the year it'll be out and ready to go so keep in touch uh business show at gmail.com <laughs> i was forgot my email and uh keep in touch with me as we go through the whole process so <clears throat> so, so yeah so let's get into the second half where we have, I have a pretty good idea what you what you do what you, uh why just it's pretty it's pretty cool i like this um i like the crafts and all these types of things you know so let's talk a little bit about the business side of it because that's where people have the trouble typically where we love what we do but then we switch the business and we're tripping all over ourselves. I just spent this last winter trying to figure out how to market everything. Yeah, exactly. So there's a couple things here that I always ask when I get creative people and it's when you have a creative block like you just can't think of something to do how do you break past that and you know bring on new ideas and stuff like that. That's always a hard one. I was actually on the phone. It is a hard question, yeah. (laughs) A few nights ago with somebody like, oh, I haven't made anything in like a week. And (laughs) I've got all these shows coming up and I just, I don't know. There's just something missing. And you know what it is? It's just that it's, it's, it's not the right energy. That's what it comes down to for me. I just have to get that. Once the energy kind of starts going and I go, it only takes one little piece to kind of spark and then I'll just keep going so but um when it comes to looking for new ideas and stuff you know I get a lot of my ideas from what's around me um so I live in the woods so I get a lot of ideas from nature the trees you know I'll go outside and honestly I'll sit and meditate if I'm that blocked because sometimes something else needs to get out of the way for you to get into your creative mojo you know but um yeah, you know, sometimes you just, there's just nothing there, you know, so you just can't do anything. Yeah. You know, and you hope it doesn't last too long, because I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it happens to any artist that I've met, come across, you yeah. know, and I think we all kind of do our own little thing to get over it, but sometimes you just need a little break, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just, the last two days I made nine pairs of fairy ears, 12 uh, hairpins, a bunch of pairs of earrings, and I kind of went, oh, you know, so yeah, I get into a roll, but then yeah. when I take a break, I kind of shut down, and you know, nothing new comes in sometimes, so I yeah. have to shake it up a little yeah. bit, get it flowing. Yeah. Again. You, you were talking about having your 2018 line yeah. is coming out. Is there a lot of stress in that, like trying to come up with new ideas? Like that constantly, almost like fashion where, you know, you're trying to stay new and on top of it and, you know, there's a lot of stress there. It's just, well, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned fashion because I didn't, I always considered myself an artist for the longest time with what I did and, you know, because I had started with painting and pyography and I hadn't quite gotten into the wire wrapping until I had been into my business for about three or four months. So, um, I was like, yeah, I'm an artist and that's what I do for my hobby. But I realized when I gave up uh, the campground that I was actually really more of a designer (laughs) than an artist. Not that I'm not an artist, but it's different. It's almost, you know, so you actually have to, you know, because you don't want to make the same thing that 
everyone else is making. You, yeah. know, you want your stuff to be unique. And in the jewelry industry, that's very saturated. It can be difficult. You know, there's a jewelry maker. I bet you in my town alone, there's probably like five or six. And I come from a small town. Yeah. So imagine how many jewelry makers are here, you know, closer here to the city where you are. You know, it's a little more busier. And I'm sure there's more than that. And so in order to stay in the industry, you're constantly trying to come up with something new to, you know, yeah. stand out and not... <laughs> Be like, oh, you know, that's cute, just like so-and-so's, you know. you. So you're always working on trying to find out what hasn't been made yet. What can I make that's different, you know. So, and a lot of that goes into it. And then, of course, and I do, you know, I have to find out what's the color, you know, because there's the color of the year, and that's super in any type of, you know, fashion or jewelry design business. Yeah. That's really important. So I have to follow what colors are really hot right now because whatever's trendy, you know, a lot of times is what sells. So I have to kind of keep my eye on the trends as well as, you know, <laughs> what I want to make. Sometimes they don't coincide. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a good point too. Like, yeah, it's very creative, but in the, um, I see this in photographers a lot. What they're paid to shoot isn't what they want to, you know, shoot. Exactly. <laughs> so you get, you, but you got to balance that with you know, the money portion of it. And, you you know. can pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I try to incorporate the two because I really do want to just love what I do. Yeah. I don't, don't want to, you know, I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I want it to make somebody else happy. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So let's talk pricing a little bit, and not like what the prices are, but how do you come up with the prices for each one? Because I know craftsmen have this issue all the time where um, you need to figure out from having no other examples, like what to charge people for what you make and still make a profit. Right. You know, with materials and all this stuff. So how do you go about kind of like figuring that out? There's a lot of different ways that people figure out what to charge for their item. When I first got into the business, the rule of thumb from all the crafters uh, was it's your material costs you X amount and you times it by three and that's what you should charge. So mm -hmm. that's what a lot of your hand crafters do that you uh, that do all the local craft fairs and things like that. And um, when I first started, I had no idea, you know, I had no idea. And um, I just kind of picked prices what I thought they should go for. And there was, you know, I had no idea what I was doing when I first started out. Yeah. And I think my first big show that I did, I met another lady who um, does wire work, much different from mine. And she said to me, oh, you're really undercharging on your prices. You know, she, she, she kind of... I was like, you shouldn't be charging so low. And I said, well, I want to make things affordable <laughs> for people. You know, I didn't, I didn't grow up with a lot. My parents worked my whole life, and I always watched them, you know, work day to day, you know. And I, you know, I've been doing the same thing. So, you know, I can't afford really, really, really expensive stuff. So I wanted to keep my stuff, you know, available to everybody. Um, the longer I have done this... Um, more things have changed. Um, I my price points now I keep all over the place from a three dollar ring to a six hundred dollar headpiece. Oh, wow. So it depends, you know. Um, if it's going to be in sterling silver, it's it, you, it, I, it costs me more to make it. I yeah, can't keep yeah, my prices definitely. super low when it comes to that because 
I won't make anything. So I basically, when I come up with a design that nobody else has, um, basically what I do is I price what did I pay for the items, you know, so I take, have to take all that into account um, and how much time goes into the item. I have mm-hmm. to take that into account. When I spend 24 hours making a headpiece, it's, I can't sell it for $40, you yeah. know. My headpieces start at 20 and they go up to 600 you know. So I've tried to map it all over the board <laughs> for everybody. Um, and I can be unique at the same time. Yeah. You know? So I can keep experimenting and I can keep making more. And, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, do you do e-commerce as well? So people can buy your stuff online and ship it to them? Yeah, I have an Etsy store. I have my own website, and I have my Etsy store linked to that. I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm not from the technology era, so it, I spent a lot of time this winter really going outside my comfort zone and spending yeah. a lot of time at the computer and learning things that I never really thought I was going to have to learn, (laughs) things about marketing and business. And, you know, so it was fun. It was a fun winter. I learned a lot, and now I'm trying to implement everything I learned. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. So it's good. So, you know, people can buy your stuff online. I ask so people know. Yeah. Um, So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we're kind of wrapping up, getting to the end of this thing. And so you kind of already touched on it, but um, how do you prefer people get a hold of you when they want, you know, purchase something or... oh my gosh um any way you want <laughs> i'm not picky <laughs> like i said i'm on facebook as mystical inspirations i'm on instagram as mystical inspirations you can email me my email should be connected to everything you can contact me through mysticalinspirations.net um online there's a way to contact me through my website as well and if you find my card, my number's on there. I think my phone number might be on Facebook, too. I'm not sure. Nah. I'm easy like that. <laughs> However you want to reach out and get in touch with me and say, hey. I do, and I do a lot of custom work, um, especially for brides. So if you're looking for something and you want something custom that's just yours, that's special for your special day, come see me. I like to help. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. So thank you so much for uh, joining me today. It's been a lot of fun and I like learning about new industries and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And this was different. This was kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you for teaching me something new today. (laughs) So thank you all for listening. I hope you all enjoyed as much as you always do. (laughs) Um, Reach out if you want anything and uh, I will see you guys in the next video. If you're not using the New Hampshire Business Show app, to share us with the community, you are missing out. It's a lot of fun. It's super easy. It's chrispastrana.cartep.com. And you're missing out on a huge chance to spread the word about the show.